Bokertov, we continue today Parashat Ekev and hopefully we can start to move towards Re'eh. <laughs> we begin with Hamishi, which now that Moshe Rabbeinu has told Am Yisrael that they need to be on their game, that they need to be, they need to behave properly because Borei Olam was very close to destroying them before. Yes. And if it were not for my tefillot, he would have destroyed you, meaning you don't have like a free... Free pass. Free pass. You can't just do whatever you want. You need to actually behave well. Now Moshe is going to turn towards giving them musar, giving them rebuke and encouragement for serving Borei Olam properly. Yes. And now one of the most famous psukim in the Torah, Israel. Now Israel, What is it that Hashem your God is asking of you? If only to fear Hashem your God. To go in all of his ways and to love him. And to serve Hashem your God with all of your heart and all of your soul. To keep the mitzvot of God and his laws. That I'm commanding for you for your own good. As I said yesterday, the mitzvot are for our own good. And the older I get, the more profoundly I understand this idea. That the mitzvot, it's for ourselves. We're not doing it for anybody other than for ourselves. And you know, the older I get, the more I realize that even the mitzvot that I did not understand, <laughs> the, the mik, they, the they, mik, they, the, they also the make my life better. <laughs> like this year, my big revelation was the mitzvah of tzitzit. I did not know how much the mitzvah of tzitzit was important. And then I realized that, that idea about the sight and the hearing. And I realized how powerful the eyes could be and how misleading they could be. I said I need to wear. I need to focus on the mitzvah of tzitzit. Get lost with our eyes. Yeah, so I started wearing tzitzit at night, even though you don't have biggest, to. Is our biggest enemy. Yeah, our eyes for, could be our for, biggest for, enemy. For yes, yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. The heavens and the the heavens of the heavens or whatever that means, they all belong to Borei Olam. They all belong to Hashem. It was only to your forefathers God loved them. And He chose their descendants after them. You from all of the nations on this day. So therefore you shall circumcise your heart. We're in Chamishi of Parashat Ekev. You shall circumcise your heart. And do not keep your necks stiff any longer. Do not remain stiff-necked any longer. Um, you have the page? The circumcision, yeah. the circumcision, so what does it mean to circumcise your heart? It's a beautiful metaphor. Beautiful metaphor. What, the way Rabbi Tun always describes it is, is you know, whenever um, like you have, let's say, gymnasts, their hands, whenever they first, or you know, even better, a guitar player, when they first play guitar, their fingers, they get very hurt quickly. But then, their fingers, they develop layers, extra layers of skin. What's it called? It's called a... Um, <laughs> I'm asking too, I'm asking too Italian. <laughs> it becomes... Callus? I think it's callus. Yeah, callus. Something like callus. Yeah. They develop like a callus. Yes. <laughs> right, right, exactly. What is it in Italian? I don't, I don't, I don't speak one language, right? Okay, so... That, and that comes from use, use. And so Rabbi Tan said, whenever a person 
his, whenever he sees injustice or he has an opportunity to do mitzvot or do something good and he doesn't, the heart becomes calloused. And the more you do it, the thicker and thicker the layer of the heart becomes until you don't even see the injustice anymore. So it doesn't phase you anymore. So you become habituated to seeing people in such a situation. Okay, whatever. What is this? Who cares about them? Or you come, or for, or, or, or do you know where it happens mostly? And this for sure, I'm sure you'll, for sins. At first, yeah. Yeah. remember first first time, the first time, time, time. Heard, yeah. very, then very, very okay, and then after the, the seven, eight times, then, then, then it's okay. Okay. Right. Right. right, exactly. It becomes minhag, right? So the chachamim actually say it like that. They say, they say, when a person does a sin too much times, it becomes like halacha, something like that. I forgot the exact wording. So that is that is a layer on the heart. That is a layer that develops on the heart. So umaltemet or lat levavchem is you'll circumcise that layer off of your heart and start feeling once again. So you have you have the same yeah. mercy, the same all the attributes of Hashem. You have, exactly. We have to mimic that. Exactly. So, so you you will so you'll once again were. start to feel like we have to like, feel like Hashem. We have to also be merciful. We you'll be able to feel kind. again like what you did before you started sinning. Because whenever you start sinning, so you, you start you start to close yourself to the sensa- to the sensitivity of, of the sin, yes. or 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 of the good. Yeah. Most important. So ignoring something that is wrong. And it's not right. See something that is wrong. It's not a myth. And then ignoring it. No, Allah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to say you should but start you, behaving like, oh no, my heart is going to become hard. Let me go involve myself in somebody else's uh, private life. If it's in, if it's in your realm, I mean, you know deep down what's in your hands and what's not, right? And if you see something where you can do, not doing something trains the body to respond less intensely to these things. You know? So the matter of, it's a beautiful one. You shall circumcise, this is the way Rabbi Tone explained, you should circumcise your heart so that you should be able to feel again. Otherwise your heart becomes calloused. So, so what is he, what's the order of, he's basically saying, Hashem only wants you to be good. That's all he's asking of you. And you know what, if you be good, it's for your own good. So it's not a lot to ask. It's not a lot to ask. When you're good at night, you go into bed and you can sleep. Yeah. He, he only He chose you as his nation And therefore Please try to circumcise your heart And come back to Borei Olam or, or, or not come back Or try to be good for Borei Olam Try not to be so stiff-necked Try not to be so stubborn You know That's another problem we Jews have Very stubborn Okay Pasuk 17 Oh, what's the What's the stiff neck idea? I think it's, it's something like this. I think it's maybe stiff neck all, all all over the, 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 the desert. Yeah, but what is what's the metaphor of a stiff neck? Why does it mean stubborn? You're not, you're not you're not willing to bend anyway. Yeah, I think it's like you turn your back, you turn your back, and you're not willing to turn and face the person. Something like that. Your ego, your ego, another ego, another ego. Yeah. yeah. For Hashem, your God, He is the God of gods, the Master of masters. Ha'el ha'gadol ha'gibor ve'hanorah. You recognize that phrase yes. from anywhere? Ha'el ha'gadol ha'gibor ve'hanorah. It's from the Amida. Okay, the God who is great, who is strong, and who is fierce. The Shema part of it is from the Amida. He's fearsome. The, we're going to see the Shema is coming up. Asher lo yisafanim lo yikach shochad. Who does not play favorites and does not take a bribe. Oseh mishpat yatom be'almana. God does the... the 
the justice of the orphan and the widow. And he loves the ger to give him, he loves the proselyte, the poor person, to give him food and clothing. The foreigner, but the, the foreigners were like known to be less, less, uh, had less. <coughs> Thank you. Thank you. And you will love the ger, for you were gerim in Egypt. Hashem, your God, you shall fear and you shall serve Him. And you shall cleave to Him and you shall swear and cling to Him. Cling. Like stick to. Cling to God and swear in His name. He is your praise and He is your God. So that's another thing that I, the older I get, the more I realize. He is your praise. The, it's, it's, we're so um, it, it, it should make you so proud yeah, you to have realize, what I don't realize how, what the creation of Hashem let, let me give you an example extent, let me give you extent. an example of, of feeling that Borei Olam is our praise the older I get the more I realize how every good society in the world is a society that was based on the Torah's values and all of the societies that as they leave the Torah's values, they're all deteriorating. So then we look around and we see, this is our idea. These are our ideas. And we're the ones who came up with this. The Torah came up with this. You know? So it's something I'm so proud of. So it takes, it takes a little bit of sophistication to see it because most people, they think the Torah, oh, who needs the Torah? We're, 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 uh, we're good. Our society will be fine without the Torah. But they don't realize that the only reason their society is good right now is because they had the Torah. And right now, it's like a car that's still continuing to drive even though the tank is empty, you know? Yeah. If there's no Torah, the tank is empty. You may go a few more, a hundred feet, but, but it's, gonna stop. it's going to stop. I think that's where most of these Western societies are right now. They've left the Torah. America is probably leaving the Torah. They probably haven't left completely yet, but they're leaving the Torah's values. And they're driving. The tank is almost empty. And they think that because... The they're going to hit the wall. They think that because they're still going... That, this, that, that, good. that is good And who needs the Torah And that's what happens As societies They, they start to move They start to forget Where What yeah. Where things Why the tank was full In the first place So then you have comedians Like atheist comedians Who start making fun of the Bible As if it's some stupid thing Who doesn't Who needs the Bible And whatever And then And then The society just deteriorates And even when it deteriorates They don't realize People don't realize That's the biggest frustration It's the inability For people to connect dots I, it, they it's become, my biggest they become uh, blinded because they become brainwashed they become yeah, blinded no, the society right now is a lot of brainwash brainwash is unbelievable no. we've uh, the American media has taken a lot of notes from the communist party in China because the brainwash is fantastic they do such a good job the universities oh, yeah. started from there okay okay uh, He's your praise And he's your God Who did for you these great and amazing things With 70 people Your forefathers came down to Egypt And now Hashem has made you Like the stars Of the heavens In your abundance So I, I don't know the exact Thrust of Moshe's argument here 
What is the reason he's saying these things? He wants, if you stick to Hashem, generally he wants Bnei Israel to realize that you cling to Hashem, Hashem will give you blessings. That you should be, you should be proud of Hashem. You should keep His things and be proud because His mitzvot are good for you. It should be. This is your source of pride. The beauty of the society that we can build is our source of pride. The wisdom of our Torah is our source of pride. That's why one of my, my things is, one of my rules when I hear a Devar Torah, you may disagree with me on this, but my rules when I hear a Devar Torah is, how will this Devar Torah sound to a Goy? Not because I care what the Goy thinks, but because I know, I know that the Torah describes our wisdom and our Torah as something that we can show to the nations of the world and be proud of. It says in Yeshaya, it says it here, this is this is your praise. Meaning, this is something that we can walk around proud of. So the general rule that I ask, because also people, they do a lot of, you know how I have a problem with people who take too many midrashim and this and that. Yeah. So my rule is, whenever the Devar Torah, when I, when I try to think of it and I say, Honestly, do I deep down believe that this is what the Torah meant? Or do I deep, deep down think that this idea is sourced in deep, profound wisdom? If I don't think so, I mean, it's a personal preference. It's, I'm not saying it's not Torah, but it's just, it's not, it's not the kind of divrei Torah that I like to say or things like that. Um, and the, the, the general rule is, can a goy understand it? If it sounds wise, if it strikes you as a wise and something deep, that even a goy can appreciate, then I know we're onto something. Then I know we're onto a deep, profound idea. If it's something, like, for example, like people make these like incredible divrei Torah, which again, I'm not saying it's 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 just not for me. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm not saying it's bad. Um, they use like a lot of gematriot and this yeah. and that, and they say, oh, you can count this this word. Uh, yeah, the, it's not exact word, it's, not, it's not exact But if you count the word You can add another one And now the numbers become equal So this and that I mean like That's not the kind of thing That strikes me As something that we That we walk around to a goy And we're proud You know what I mean? It's, it's the ultimate goal of us Jews We are the example to the world right. The world has to recognize Hashem How do they recognize By in this Torah Right And we are the messengers And we have right. to So generally the divrei Torah That I like that's why also I, I really appreciate Rabbi Jonathan Sachs. Because it's more, his style is more philosophical depth, wisdom, things that anybody can appreciate. That's why if, if you look at like the, the back of his books, the people who read his books and write things are Tony Blair, Prime Minister of the great, you know, the UK. Like, you know what I mean? Yes. That, Lord. It's that, that's Lord, a, not a joke. That, that, that means that he was, saying, he was saying things that even Goyim can open up his books and appreciate. Isn't that what our Torah should be? Shouldn't, shouldn't our Torah be something that the Goyim look into? Like maybe, maybe we should, maybe instead of focusing so inwards these days in our Limut Torah, we should focus on learning the Torah in a way that opens it up to the whole world. Because whenever I read the Torah, and I, I, I keep saying this, but the older I get, the more I realize the beauty of it. Like that, that becomes what I, I want people to see the beauty of the Torah. That's my biggest wish is for people to open, see what I'm seeing, you know, so they can appreciate it. Okay, 
next ve'avta et Adonai lo'echav v'shamarta mishmarto chukotav u'mishvatav u'mitzvatav kulamim. You shall love Hashem your God. You shall keep His charge and His laws and His and His ordinances and His mitzvot all the days. V'idatem ayom kilot benechem asher lo yadu v'asher lo ra'ut musar Adonai lo'echem et kodlo et yadu achazakaz ro'an tviyah. It's not your kids who did not see anything. V'etototav et ma'asav asher asav betoch misayim v'asher asav lechel misrayim mesusav urichbo asher etzif et meyam sufat penehem. It's not your kids who did not see all of these miracles that Hashem did. He's saying, meaning it's, it's you, it is your eyes, yourselves, you saw it. Meaning even this generation, they were young, but they did see these things, right? As a child, but they did see these things, right? Your eyes saw all of these, these miracles of Hashem. Your eyes saw God's greatness. Your eyes saw how He, he caused Datan and Abiram to get swallowed up. Your eyes saw how He... Caused the mitzvah to be drowned in the in the in the thing in the yamsuf. You shall keep the mitzvot that I'm commanding you today. So that you shall be uh, strong. You keep the mitzvot, you will be strong and you'll be able to conquer the land. I don't think that's an act, I don't think that's just a miracle. I think that's the mitzvot make you stronger, as I was saying before. So that you shall have many years on the land that God has promised your forefathers to give to them and to their descendants a land flowing with milk and honey. If you keep these mitzvot, you will be able to take the land. You'll have courage, you'll have strength, and you'll possess it. Now, it's a very, very interesting piece now. The land that you were coming to possess, it's not like Egypt that you are leaving, that you would, pl- you would put your seed and then you would just kick with your foot from the water of the Nile and you would be able to, to, to water your plant. It's a land that has mountains and it has valleys. It is from the rain of the heavens that the water, that the land drinks. A land that Hashem is always seeking it, He's always looking after it. Always God's eyes are after it. From the beginning of the year till the end of the year. Now, what's going on here? So there are two ways to interpret this piece. Either it's saying, and I think both ways are true, either it's saying, in Egypt, it was very, no, wait, in Egypt it was very difficult. Because to get water, no, wait, what did you have to carry it. You got to carry the water from the Nile oh. to your field. But in Israel, yeah, wait, wait, wait. Okay, this, this, it's, the Torah, I think, is being very subtle. But in Israel, Hashem brings the rain for you. There are mountains and there are valleys. The, the water will come from the mountain, will, will go down the hill into your valley where you have your field. So on one hand, it's so much easier. On the other hand, in Egypt, you could interpret it another way, where all you had to do, the waters were right there, all you had to do was kick with your foot. And the water would go. The water was there all the time, so there was nothing there. But in Israel, Hashem's eyes are always on it. And Israel is made in a way in which only if you are good will the rain come. It's like the man. It's like the man. It's a different form of man. Yes. Exactly. It's it's a it's a That's new type of man. It's very important. It's a new type of man because the way Israel is made, it encourages Am Israel to learn emuna. Yes. The same way the man taught us that every day you don't know where your next meal is coming from. In Israel, every year we don't know if we're going to have a good crop, and that means we're dependent on Borei Olam. Israel is made in Israel. 
And this, is, this gets to the depth of why the land of Israel was chosen for Bnei Israel. It wasn't random. There was a lot of reasons behind it. And one of the reasons Israel was chosen is because it's a land that encourages emunah. It is not... Notice something, something fascinating. All the histor- historical societies, historical civilizations, they went next to rivers. Yes, or, or the sea. They were always around the... They were always next horse. to the Nile, they were next to the Euphrates, next to this. In Israel, we go from the ocean to the, to the Jordan River, and we inhabit the middle area. Meaning we're not, we, don't, we don't just cling next to the rivers. We have to inhabit the whole thing. You have to go the whole length of the land and inhabit all of it. Inhabit as much as we can. Meaning we can't just cluster around the river. In Israel, it's about, you know, it's about, uh, it's about learning the emunah. So that's why that land was chosen for us. Okay, tomorrow we're actually going to start Re'eh because we could do the, be- the end of this parasha as the beginning, as the intro to Re'eh. Baruch Adonai Lulam. Amen, amen. Amen.